0: Boz has spoken. Welcome to the Land of Boz with Jeff Bosley. And welcome to the Land of Boz. Monday, November 22nd. Dude, Mondays is just terrible. I hate Mondays. I really hate Mondays. And at the rate we're going, it will soon be Tuesday, November 23rd, because audio is kicking my ass. I've got a lot of new cool stuff. So, orally, I might sound amazing. Orally, Scott might sound amazing. Scott, are you there? Yeah, I'm so orally here. (laughs) And you do sound amazing in my earballs. So. Oh, that's so good to hear. Yeah, a little behind the scenes. I've been trying to get the audio working for the last hour. I got me some new cool audio... Uh, sound dampening things i'm trying to get scott because he's in los angeles plugged into a soundboard and more stupid people than i have made podcasts and somehow pulled this off yet i'm getting my ass kicked by it but anyway welcome but hey
1: you got some (laughs) good recordings out of it for sure some good test recordings you know there's some
0: like Three bears action. That was pretty uh, depressing. You did, you know, Scott. If I do say so myself. I need to find that audio clip because I needed Scott to just riff so I could check my levels. And um, Scott went on a a soliloquy that was very depressing.
1: <laughs> I, I told a, a dark retelling of the three bears, you know, and
0: uh, didn't intend for that to happen. It just kind of <laughs> happened. Well, on that note, um, welcome to the land of Boz. Yeehaw. All right, and trying to get back into the jive of this, uh, as always, for some reason, people actually like this, and I've heard people use it in their own school, which I don't know if they do during COVID anymore, but today we are going, now we're going to talk about today in history.
1: X-tree, X-tree. All, Life story
0: all right. There's history. some nerdery in this one. So today, November 22nd, today in history. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm actually glad you did that. I needed to check the levels, so that's good. Today in history, November 22nd, Star Trek. November 22nd, 1968. This are you? If you had to pick Star Trek or Star Wars, can you, or do you have a? Are you one of those people? Oh, that...
1: I mean, like, I can appreciate them both, but I was a Star Wars fan way before I was a Star Trek fan. Okay, so fair
0: enough, good. Unfortunately, that's just, the, that's just the territory I have to die in. Yeah, fair enough. Wait, you said you were a Star Wars fan first, right? Yes. Okay, I'm making sure I heard that right. So, well, same here. Um, so, I this isn't... I actually, I, I never got into Star Trek. Like, I'll watch it on principle, but... Today november. i have uh
1: in the last
0: five or six years gotten into star trek the old stuff not like the current chris pine stuff all of it oh shit okay find out well here's a little trivia for you scott today november 22nd 1968 star trek interracial kiss oh my god
1: Oh, the big one, yeah. yeah. William
0: Shatner's character, Captain James T. Kirk, kisses Nichelle Nichols. That's a hell of a name. Her character on oh, Star aura. Trek. Yep, her character on Star Trek episode, Plato's Stepchildren. Many claim this is television's first interracial kiss. However, Sammy Davis Jr. and Nancy Sinatra kissed on her TV special, Moving with Nancy. But Sinatra Davis kiss is considered unscripted kiss, whereas the Star Trek one is scripted. Also, well, this is interesting. First unscripted. Yeah. And then the first scripted. Well, also, Williams William Shatner claims they never actually kissed, while Nic- Nichols claims it was a real kiss. I, I'm just looking at the screen grab here. It I don't know how you can fake whatever they're doing. Um, so yeah,
1: I think Shatner, like, when was that? When when did Shatner make that comment? Though was that like right after it happened, <laughs> exactly. or was it years later? Yeah, yeah, right Be- after before the internet existed. Of course, he's of course he's saying that. Nobody could Dr. prove Spendlich. it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the internet's an interesting thing. <laughs> like you can't escape it. It
1: was all movie it. magic, quote unquote. Yeah,
0: you can't escape it now. Wow, well, same day, 1963, so five years earlier, the Kennedy assassination. U.S. President John F. Kennedy is assassinated in Dallas by Lee Harvey Oswald. Oh, Texas. Yeah. yeah, that, that, that did was happen. Today. <laughs> that just goes that to show. That was today? Yeah, November 22nd. Like, I, wow. I'm a... I'm, Europeans are way better at their history and even their American history because they have to actually test it to get into the country. Us Americans, like, I'm all pro-America, but I'm ashamed at our level of history recollection. You know, uh, you and I would... You, if somebody put a gun to our head, would they would, if somebody said, hey, what happened today that's really important, I, I wouldn't have pulled the Kennedy assassination at all.
1: Well, I think, in fairness whoever's holding this gun to our head, I would have to say look man you gotta give me at least a little bit of context here, okay? A lot of shit could have happened on this particular day in history. You're like what, you is give it me the Star time Trek time
0: interracial frame. kiss? Is it the Kennedy assassination? Yeah. Give me some you, bearings could you, here. Could
1: you give me a time frame? If it's like if, if the guy's like, what happened today in history in the 60s? I could have an educated guess at the very least. Fair history. enough. <laughs>
0: All right, well, today, November 22nd, seven, oh, I got this new mic, and I actually I can't move around a lot. Scott helped me get a little weird cage face thing. I'm just trying to help you. I, th- I think this is going to be one of the best sounding shows ever, outside of the fact... Okay, so.
1: And here's what you're going to have to consider. Now you can't move, which means you're going to have to work on your posture, which means you're going to have to work on your breathing, which is going to be better for your voice for podcasting.
0: And I, yeah, and I can't see my screen because I got this giant foam thing in front of my face. So I can't see the actual Adobe Audition well. So I have to go, like, you hear me go. Oh, God, no visual stimuli. It's almost (laughs) like you're doing radio. (laughs) Touche. Well, hey, today, November 22nd, 1718. Blackbeard the pirate was killed. Blackbeard the pirate, Edward Teach, oh, is shit. killed in hand-to-hand combat by a crew of sa- a crew of sailors led by Lieutenant Robert Maynard. His Holy God. Pirates were not messing around. His severed head was then hung from Maynard's ship. The English pirate had served as a privateer. I didn't know that was a thing. In the war of the Spanish Secession, afterwards, he turned to a life of crime. Yeah, they didn't mess around wild. back then, like hanging ahead. Uh, I won't get into the depth uh, deep of it. Number 22nd, 1307, Knights Templar was arrested. Um, Whoa. Yeah. Knights nice cam- Templar. The campaign against the Templars was started the previous October on Friday the 13th, ironic, by King Philip yep. IV of France who owned them a large amount of money. Oh, of course, he's going to hunt them down when they own money. Um, today, Mike Tyson becomes the youngest heavyweight champion ever by beating Trevor Burbick. 20 years old. What? Pre-ear-chewing.
1: Congrats, Mark!
0: <laughs> first isolation Mikey, of a single he gene. Likes it. <laughs> first isolation of a single gene, November twenty second, nineteen sixty nine. The intestinal bacterium E. coli is announced by Harvard scientists. Oh shit! The discovery <laughs> of E. coli. Yeah. What a game changer! <laughs> exactly. And downhill from there. Um, boring, boring, boring. You and I aren't big sports people. Snow—I I, snowmobile, but first patent for the snow, whatever. First U.S. for Canada, first... For, okay. Oh, uh, uh, I remember... I'm um, uh, Rodney Danger... Yeah, okay. Rodney Dangerfield, born today in 1921. American Grammy-winning comedian. Caddyshack, back Ooh. to school. Back to school is what I remember him from. Although
1: no I, respect. No
0: exactly. respect Exactly. Here is one of his jokes. Last week, my house was on fire. My wife told me, Kids, be quiet. You'll wake up, Daddy. I was ugly. Very ugly. When I was born, the doctor smacked my mother. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh boy these are horrible oh today jamie lee curtis forever beautiful as she ages born 1958 or is it her birthday yeah 1943 or i'm sorry 1958
1: happy birthday jamie lee yeah
0: because she's a massive subscriber to the land of (laughs) Oz. hey she could be you don't know i don't know touche you Uh, gotta put it out there jeff oh you come on man you You gotta believe believe in something (laughs) you and oprah there it is. Oh, uh, so I was scrolling quickly and I was like, Oh, today JFK died. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We talked about that. Yeah. But it was in the death section of the thing I used, So it was like, it was a weird, uh, redundant thing. Um, on, we'll talk about it another time. Have you watched Shang-Chi by chance? I did. Oh, well, I we'll had to talk about that later. A lot of deaths, a lot of births, nothing really amazing uh long as uh, these are horrible jack london uh the white fang call of the wild uh died today 1916. did you read oh, any, did God. you read any of his books of course i did I'm i never a fucking idiot <laughs> i'm american all right well uh I, i'm pretty sure
1: jack london was required reading in like in, second or third grade for
0: me i think in it, big bear uh, I'll have to check into it. I don't like. I don't think I've ever read them. Maybe white. Fang, I one hundred
1: percent read White Fang. And I might have read Call white the Fang. Wild
0: in school. Call the Wild was that the one where the kid went out and died? Like they no, made a movie of no. it.
1: They, that's Call of the Wild is uh, uh, the one with the 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 dog and the sled team. Oh oh
0: wait, what did they? Did Disney made it? Uh, they remade it based on that. I think.
1: Uh, there is... No, that's a different one. You're thinking of
0: Balto. I'm thinking or, of Iron Will.
1: Um, uh, maybe. That might have been maybe based that on is. that, because there's a sled dog It team. might have
0: been. That's a really good movie, actually. It's Kev-
1: it's like a particular dog. Gotcha.
0: Well, Or, any- I guess, wolf <laughs> or husky. Well, on that note, that was a dead day in history. Cool. All right, and moving on uh today i want to talk a little bit i i talk about motivation and stuff like that and scott and i are going to like force this into a motivational chat about people trying to understand the difference between your traditional nine to five job and essentially what scott and i do which is the antithesis of a nine to five job so this is today's i guess motivational section And so, uh, Scott and I were looking at my notes and we were talking about, um, what it basically I, I I'll be working out or driving or whatever. And I should say this at a stoplight. I will take a note. And the note I have written down is those of you slash us doing non-traditional jobs and people not getting it. And that's actually ironically timely because Scott, tell us your story, teacher to where you're at now and, and. How that's like oh, how does this apply yeah. to you? Uh
1: well for let's see ten years, eleven summers, I've been teaching and uh doing movie stuff and freelance editing or what have you in the industry as, as much as I can. Uh pretty much any hours outside of quote unquote the nine to five, or in the case of school, eight to three.
0: Um, well, if I can interject the, for perspective, th- the thing I'll never forget in reference to that was when we were editing Reacher, I was doing the whole starving living, not working a nine to five job, only filmmaking to the detriment of my health. And we'd shoot Reacher and we'd come back and I would meet Scott after his traditional job at his apartment at 5, 6, 7 p.m. and we would edit all night long. And then he would sleep for a couple hours, and then go back to his nine to five job, whereas I would go okay, home and you sleep.
1: You gotta do what you gotta yeah. do. Yeah,
0: and that's just a perspective thing. Is whereas and then I would go home and sleep, uh, you know, and Scott would have money for food, and I wouldn't, you know, and so that's kind of like the great duality of our of the choices we would make. And now Scott is kind of found that a little hybrid, if you will. I just want to kind of for perspective, what people don't understand is if you're going to do a nine to five job in Hollywood or arts or anything that you're dream chasing, starting a business, if it's not putting food on your table, you then have to do the food, put food on your table part also, which that essentially is two full-time jobs. One of which does not pay Scott wasn't making money, helping me edit Reacher all night long. So a little perspective.
1: No, yeah.
0: I mean, <laughs> I wasn't, but you know,
1: there's the argument for doing something you're passionate about because that, even if it doesn't pay you monetarily all the time, it does pay you by enriching you mind, body, spirit, especially if it's something that you do love, which is where the trade-off comes into play. what I don't think a lot of people understand, especially like getting into the industry in general, is nobody makes it overnight. Even if it seems like it, they don't typically make it overnight. What you're not seeing is the years of hard work, working some terrible 9-to-5 job while also doing freelance, anything in the film industry that you can possibly get because that's what it takes.
0: Exactly. And that's the thing, like a lot of people only see the result. You know, like they'll see mm -hmm, what mm -hmm. appears to them if they're I I hate to be like the in the industry D-bag, but like what they see is The Rock in every movie or (sighs) Tom Holland in every movie or whatever. But the problem is, is there was table waiting and there was really crappy movies like tom holland like for i just pulled him out of my backside but like what was the um ballet movie he did oh god i can't even remember you know what i'm that. talking about though right like people i do then, i just can't remember yeah, the name of the movie. Uh, billy billy something Bill, wait not
1: uh, it's no I, I was about to say billy madison but that's a, that's, <laughs> that's adam
0: sandler that's that's different movie. that's another man uh, but, yeah, it's, so, like, that's the thing is everybody sees this overnight stuff, and I get this all the time on my social media where people are like, um, I'll, t- typically I'll use, like, my verified account, and I'll comment on something, and people are like, oh, you want to be washed up actor, B-list actor, and it's like, well, technically, everybody was a B B B-actor until they became... A, yeah, know, a known actor. Starts but the problem is, is you know, like in, in this weird world of social media and whatever, everybody just sees the outcome. Like, had The Rock had a social media account when he was wrestling? Actually, wrestling, that probably doesn't even count pre wrestling because he was still kind of famous if you were a wrestling fan. But oh, if, if yeah, he commented, 100%. yeah, if he commented on stuff pre wrestling, people are like, who are you, some wannabe wrestler? You know, but everybody just that assumes was... billboards and they just assume, like, it's actually infuriating. Like if they that, that and especially I think this leaks into people that make the decisions, whether it's casting directors for actors and all that, or people that sell scripts like you, or somebody trying to sell art. It's like you're not famous until you're not famous and well known until you're famous and well known. You can't be famous and well known until you're famous and well known. It's just like, well, wait, exactly. what? Exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. Exactly. It's it's kind of like the whole like you can't you can't get a job so you have the experience, but you can't get the experience yes. so you
0: get the fucking job. Yes. Yes. So I I didn't mean to interrupt, but yeah. So Scott, it, he was uh, to bring us back up to speed. You were working the traditional nine to five job, also, and then after that, then you would do the dream chasing job in your quote unquote free time.
1: Right. Right. And that was like, if I had to break it down, it was you know let's say 75% of my time is regular 9 to 5 and the 25% is film but in that 25% i'm also trying to do as much
0: <laughs> you're, doing as I can. Yeah, you're doing 100% yeah you're like, doing 100% of filmmaking in 25% time
1: right and that's like that's where you wind up burning the candle at both ends and yes. being run down and burnt out and yes. totally exhausted but you also feel like it's that the, the age old adage of, uh, you know, you do something you love and you never work a day in your life, which is bullshit, by <laughs> the way, because if you do something you love, you just don't mind that you are working.
0: That you're every exhausted. Day of exactly. Your
1: yeah, because it's not you don't work a day in your life, it is you work every day of your life. But if you're doing something you love,
0: you don't. You tolerate muck. the pain. That's better. the trade-off. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's very true. Oh I will, I'll give you if, that one. If yeah. you
1: don't love it, but it's paying you really good.
0: <laughs> yeah. Then
1: well, that also works.
0: I even. Yeah. I think I even had a post like where I talked <laughs> about like this weird triangle I made about where you talk. Where I was talking about like where you are, whether that's your geography, literally like the city you live in, the people you're with, whether that's the people at work or the people you're surrounded by. And then what you do daily and typically, you know, in most the world, that means your job. And if, and I, I stole that from that one thing from that one producer you and I met with where they're talking about like fast, cheap, and easy or something when it comes to filmmaking, you can have two, but not all three. Yeah. And I I took that three. Yeah. And anything less you're screwed. But I took that and I spun it into like our daily life. And if you don't like where you were at, the job you have or the people you're with, you you can't have all three, like all three is an ideal, but you can get paid a lot of money, but hate where you live and hate the people you work with. Yep. It's hard. That alone, it might only last so long. And so that's where that whole, yeah, you're right. The whole, um, not work a day in your life shenanigans come into play.
1: And you know, I have, uh, it, it speaks to experience, but it also speaks to like, it's who you know, quote unquote. Yep. Which it is what it is, and it's sometimes it sucks to swallow that pill, but it's true sometimes. <laughs> um, I'm not going to say who I work for currently.
0: Yeah, let's not do that. But
1: I work for a media company,
0: a giant media conglomerate. A,
1: a pretty big one. Um, and uh, I've only recently started working for them, and I'm doing assistant editing work. And let me tell you, I am doing something in my actual field professionally.
0: So I am happy. Which is, yeah, which is the nice but, little hybrid dream. But.
1: Yes. But <laughs> if you have ever wondered, ever, no matter what job you're working, Does the bureaucracy ever get better? The answer is no. It never gets better. It still takes 50 goddamn emails for a decision to get made about anything. (laughs) And then you still spend a a kind of ridiculous amount of time just kind of waiting to hear what the final decision is going to be before any work gets done.
0: Yep. Yep. I, I'll it do the same it thing. Is
1: absurd.
0: I'll even say the same thing with the same amount of, uh, vagueness, if that's even the right word. But project I was just working on is currently one of the most giantest studios on the planet. And it becomes such a big machine that the most mundane, simple, trivial stuff requires an act of Congress to get the most mundane, trivial stuff Discussed, let alone acted out and let alone decided on and let alone actioned out to actually carry forth and make a decision and do it. And it whereas took
1: a 57 email thread <laughs> to get an answer about triangle dings on a music video.
0: And this is when Scott and I will text each other, message each other. And we'll see these giant, his scenario and the scenario I was in the last two weeks, these giant corporations who have more money than God, where if we it can have stupid. a a and of a fraction of what they have, Scott and I can make three of our movies. And it's, fu- it's yep. an I- ironic when you're in that survival mode and that kind of comes back to the whole nine to five versus dream chasing when you're in that survival mode or you you have to do something under budget or in a certain timeline, Scott and I have got this in indie film or a lot of other things, you don't have a choice. You find a way and you make it happen because, it's if, like, for example, Scott has to go when he was teaching, if he has to go teach that next morning and he's helping me edit my project, there's no choice. There's no, like, oh, I got tired and I'm going to just finish it the next night. Like, he had to do Ooh. it. And and come hell or high water, done. you have to get it done. Yet when you get these giant projects, these giant studios, these giant corporations that have all the money or all the time in the world, that kind of gives this unspoken safety net. And a lot of people, Scott and I've had, uh, we have both had our share of nine to five jobs, and there is a comfort in that that creates. I don't want to say mediocrity, but maybe an acceptance of mediocrity, where you're not put under the gun, you're not put under like you're not constantly under stress to produce something when I was flipping tires well, at a tire is, store. Go ahead.
1: Stability breeds comfort.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: And, and while stability is good and yes, it is ideal in certain situations, it can be a killer. <laughs> it can just, you know, wash out your entire ambition because,
0: Hey, Hey, At least you're comfortable, right? Yes. Survival's a bitch. It's an interesting uh, phenomenon.
1: It it very much is. And, you know, I got to say, like, uh, I don't remember who is the person to say this. I feel like I heard it from you or via one of your posts, probably. (laughs) Could be a Tony Robbins thing. But honestly, it has been what's been like a sort of a pushing me through and ahead the last like year or so uh everything you want is on the other side of fear
0: Ooh. yeah i can't take credit for that i don't know where that's from
1: i i i don't know where that's from but i f- don't know where i heard yeah, 100%, it i don't know where i yeah. read it but uh for whatever reason that's stuck in my brain for like the last year or so and yeah, it's just uh it's been it's been a good thing to help push through yeah. the moments of uncertainty.
0: Yeah. Well it, and um, it kind of goes back to yeah. like I was thinking of this like I was having a little bit of a motivational hippie thoughts this morning or this afternoon when I was working out. Like I get when you can't do something just logistically. Like the thing I hate about some motivational talk and all that is like, well, just do it. Just make it happen. It's like, well there's still things you, you, you can't just like will into, you know, into existence, a mortgage, or, you know, there's just some things like that. that, That's kind of where the whole universe, Oprah manifest stuff kind of pisses me off a little bit, but disregarding that the whole, if it's comfort, like you said, or fear, like you're saying with that reference, if comfort is the thing keeping you like for me, uh, just full disclosure example, like, so I have retirement from the military. It's not a giant package, but it's enough it's enough to pay my mortgage here The in the move I made to uh, Georgia. It's not convenient. And if I don't work or get work, I don't eat. I have enough for mortgage, so I'll keep my home, but I won't eat, you know? So it's, sure it's uncomfortable, yeah. but I had, I had at least a bare bones means to pull off this, this thing to help me with my toxicity or my happiness or whatever. So I think that's the thing on the other side of fear. So like, If people have the excuse of like, well, I have three kids and I have a, you know, like an ex-husband, I have to stay in this state for, you know, like, oh, I'm like, okay, I get it. Fine. That's a logistical thing that 1000% is a speed bumper, an obstacle keeping you from allowing you to do like in this metaphor moving. But if it's Mm -hmm. fear or discomfort, that's on you. Like that stuff, like that i'm not knocking nine to five because that 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 warm and fuzzy even nine to five knowing you're making money that's very nice trust me like i love that that oh, feeling yeah. it's very comfortable but the little moment i had this this afternoon when i was working out because i'm i can't wait for you to come visit here but like i'm really having a house for what scott and i have paid for rent in various places in la is so fucking peaceful excuse my language and that was fear-based. Like using Scott's reference, that was fear-based and 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 comfort. Nobody likes moving. Nobody likes packing up. Nobody likes risking something. But I had the physical means or the financial means because of my retirement to do it. So that 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 excuse is bullshit, you know. And that's where you like you said the other side of fear. And it's a weird. I won't name her name because I think she's actually a subscriber. But like I have a, I have a acquaintance who is talking is all of all of the hesitations and reservations are fear-based. They weren't like, they weren't in that other extreme example of like, Oh, we have kids and I can't move because I have to stay here legally, you know, for joint custody. They they, like that. They were all fear-based. They were all like inconveniences or like, Oh, I might lose. Like, uh, the example was, I think she said, I might, I might have to sell my land. I'm like the very fact you have land to sell. And that's your inconvenience Mm -hmm. I'm not knocking it, but like you get into like this comfort zone where you lose like a sense of reality, and I think a lot of people get in that nine to five. And I'm not, again, not knocking it. I was raised by it. You were raised by a nine to fivers. All of our friends, we've done it, the nine to five thing. But like, it's also the weird. um, You get this psychological distancing of people that are used to nine to five and the people that are doing nine to five, like you were, and then coming home and working your nine to five dream completely off the books completely unpaid and you it, to get it quote unquote is is virtually impossible you know like people do not oh get
1: it. yeah and and see that's the thing is you have to like really recognize where you're happiest you could have a job that's really comfortable and really secure and pays you really well but it might not be what you love yeah the thing that you love might be the thing that you do after hours when you're not at work when yeah. you're just shooting the shit on your own time or hanging out with people or doing a hobby you just happen to love. Yep. And you know, not everybody is going to be able to make some money off of the hobby. They happen to love. Exactly. Just facts. Yeah. When that goes back to
0: the whole thing where we're inundated with quote unquote success and we assume everybody assumes if you have a podcast or everybody assumes if you have a YouTube channel or whatever, they're like, Oh, you should be making money because Joe Rogan does. It's like, no, 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 you only see, you, you see the 1% of successes. You know, like the rock or whatever whatever you want to talk about. Like those are one of five hundred thousand or whatever people trying to do the same thing. So it's it it sets a weird standard. If that's
1: what you want, then you want all you want is fame. You don't want success.
0: Correct. The
1: two are the two exactly they're not mutually exclusive. exclusive. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Like if, if that's your goal, then I have bad news for you. You're probably (laughs) not going to hit it. Yep. The goal should be just to be happy in what you love to do. Yep. If you can do that, you have succeeded more than most.
0: Yep. All right. Well, we could beat that one to death. That could be a whole show itself. So for now, I got nothing. The message uh, chase your dreams. The last
1: thing I got to say is
0: give me your summer. The last
1: thing I got to say is again, I don't know where I heard it. I don't know if I read it somewhere or what, but I really do feel like the last couple of years have been crazy. <laughs> like truly. Yeah. You know. And we've all been through some some serious some serious shit, yeah. frankly. Yeah. Some more than others for sure, but at the end of the day, like let's evaluate. If you had to do these 2 years over again, yeah what would you do differently beautiful example like seriously what would you do differently what would you what would you take into those two years knowing what you know now and just think about it what do you want yeah what do you want to do what do you want to be and how can you start making steps towards that Yep. everything you want is on the other side of fear so how can you overcome that fear and
0: how can you get that yeah i I can't do much more <laughs> justice to scotch eloquence. The only thing I'll uh, add to that is anything I've ever talked about is I, I've stole it it's another it's it's another it's a meme from something but the whole burn your boats thing you know like um I, I did um expand upon it in in this one random thing I did but I said you know be willing to burn your boats and burn bridges and the whole thing for those who don't know like burning your boats is kind of like the th- the thing like with Scott it's kind of a on the other side of fear is like you get rid of the thing that is keeping you like y- y- like that in that other example where the person has like land they're scared to sell because if they had to move they would have to sell it once that thing is burned you kind of have this weird freedom and and that's where i, I but i also added to that because of this last two years to go on what Scott was saying, when I I added like, I I combined the two little metaphors of burn your boats and burn bridges is really like, yeah, that's that whole, what, what is important? I'm not saying like stab people in the back and shove them under buses, but you might burn some bridges doing that. And is it hurting you to do that? You know, is it truly like ruining your life or the other person's life or the other entity's life to burn that bridge or go to the other side of fear? And if it's not, this is like the old older midlife crisis guy talking after the two years we've all had. If it's not move on <laughs> like off. off. Oh yeah. Like it's Absolutely. not going to hurt. I've, I've burned some bridges and it doesn't mean I'm, I think I'm right or wrong. I just know like some certain, certain, um, relationships for lack of better terms of 1000% terminated and nobody's hurt. And it's easier. Like there's just some really important shit on the other side. Of, like to, I love Scott's thing is the other side of fear. There's some way more important stuff and don't let other stuff become obstacles to that overcoming that fear. So we could go on all day. So we really could. Yeah, yeah that's like, um, <laughs>
1: like, like, I have like another thing to add. It's like, it's the same spirit, but like, okay. Yeah. And I, I promise I you, won't retort. If you think about it, like, honestly, if you think about it though, like on the other side of the fear, not just generally, but in, in reality, what are you in a positive way. What are you capable of? Hmm. You won't know until you get rid of that safety net. Yeah. What are you capable of doing? Yeah. What are you capable of achieving when you have nothing else but yeah. that drive
0: to keep going? Yeah. 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 I would on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, um, I'll just, I'll just say that ditto and we'll return to it we'll see if other people have comments or thoughts and i'm sure this could be a thing we could go back but for now that was motivation chat with jeff and scott all right and a little bit more trivial we're trying to keep it a little bit more simple uh movie theaters are slowly opening back up there's a whole little thing about streaming and box office and what's actually accurate but movies are open now so scott and i are going to do a little bit of chat about this week's box office numbers So, uh, actually, I can't remember the last time I've been to a theater. I think it was pre-COVID. I don't think I've done... Have you been to a movie yet?
1: I have.
0: What'd you go see? Actually. Or what? How many? Uh, I I saw a couple of things. Yeah, I just haven't. Not Um, for any weird reason. I just haven't gone out.
1: You know, I'm having a hard time thinking of what I've seen. (laughs) I know I saw them on... I saw them on dates. I know that. Oh okay I saw in the earth which what uh, I just didn't get I've a never mess, even heard of it ultimately it's it's a movie okay uh, <laughs> like I don't know I love I love Clint Mansell and the music that he makes and the score was great and he scored it which is half the reason why I saw it. Uh, the other half was because it was supposed to be like oh it's a horror movie and it's supposed to be really good and it's interesting sounding but i i did not enjoy it
0: i just i just didn't I've i just i, I it, just so...
1: uh, i didn't get it i guess i
0: just didn't get it um, well i got i got no flip response cuz i haven't been to a movie so we'll um hammer out I think, the uh... i think that was the last one i saw um I'll be damned. So in theaters at least. I've yeah. seen other movies since,
1: but like that's the last one I think I saw in theaters.
0: Yeah. Well, here is let's do we'll do the top twenty. I'll hammer them out real quick. Yeah, unless you have something to talk about. Okay, number one, Ghostbusters Afterlife. you seen it yet? No, but I want to. That one actually looks pretty fun. I'm I keep seeing back and forth. Like like cause it's definitely Scott and his generation and it's but i've heard it's don't go into it expecting the ghostbusters of our generation well but i heard I also it has you. a nod you need yeah. you get more out of it but like as far as like the vibe or the style it's it's not campy and silly 80s comedy i've heard i it.
1: think it's supposed to stick more to the original canon of the of the movies in general gotcha um i know that like the last movie People were like, oh, female Ghostbusters, terrible. Like, I didn't think it was terrible. <laughs> I didn't see it, it so I don't know. the same as the Ghostbusters. Yeah. Like, it wasn't the same as the Ghostbusters, but it wasn't terrible. Well, my
0: argument with um, that is, like, not to get on too much side of track, but, like, uh, not to steal Ralph Garman, who's, like, a huge podcast influencer for me, but, like, to steal something he had said, it sucks that female-driven movies or roles or whatever they are why not just give them something original versus piggybacking off something that was a male established character or role or whatever? You know, it's, it's, oh, a, I if I was a female, a great argument. I'd be, I'd be insulted. It's like, wait, argument. I'm not good enough to have my own thing. I still have to piggyback off of a male thing and just be the female version of that. So I think he mentioned that with the female Ghostbusters one. He, he was like, that's just, a, like, yeah, how about he goes, and because Scott and I know of him, um, he and his co host, um, they're in the industry too. And they're like, I'm, there are billions (laughs) of screenwriters that probably have an amazing original script for these people to bring to life. You know, why do we have to keep
1: piggybacking?
0: (laughs) 150,000%. So, so I didn't see it only because I heard it was horrible
1: on a regular basis because I write scripts. I read scripts and I read other people's scripts and I read like things that are on quote unquote, like hot lists or red lists or black lists, quote unquote, for (laughs) screenwriting on a regular basis. And there are some great, great stories and scripts out there that I would love to see get made. But we are stuck in this fucking loop of making bullshit we've seen over and over again. Yes. Because we know it makes money and that's just the giant you know, yeah, I'm tired of it. Jerk motion to the sky that the <laughs> studios need.
0: Yep. Yeah. So uh, all right. Yeah. So that's go. Yeah, we'll hammer them So Ghostbusters Afterlife, we both want to see it. So uh, I'll play the trailer here. Moving on. Uh, Eternals. Uh, have you seen it? I have not.
1: Um, I saw the first 20 minutes,
0: oh. and
1: I had to turn it off. Whoa
0: uh i'll give
1: i'm gonna give it a sec i'm gonna give it a second chance but
0: marvel fails i've heard consistently that
1: i i can't i don't know why i could not i just couldn't get into it interesting i couldn't do you think
0: because it was made during COVID, right do you think there's a weird Fuckery? No, it, like it's, uh, it's, it's you know, bad I on wondered its own. If
1: there was going to be like a weird disconnect of like, oh, maybe they shot people in different locations yeah, yeah. and it just feel no, it's not that. It's not that at um, all. Like the people are all clearly there. There's just something off about this movie. God dang. Like well, I'll that... have to give an actual opinion once I finish yeah, it. But off of the amount of it that I've seen so far, what I feel is this movie is coming too late.
0: It's to the, like
1: to the entire franchise.
0: Oh yeah. It's after like the, the Marvel inertia is a movie, dropping a little bit.
1: I kind I just, in general, I feel like if this was, if this movie was supposed to happen or was going to happen and whatever special effects arguments you can make or yada, 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 mm-hmm. or why this is coming when it's coming. I, I don't know. Interesting. Uh, but frankly, I feel like the Eternals, should have shown up no matter what point, even if it's completely chronologically out of goddamn order. It should have shown up before Infinity War.
0: Interesting. Do you think uh, I, like this is a whole side note of, of of nerddom here? But like, do you think the streaming doing things episodically, starting with uh, a and then uh, what's the other one? Loki did it. Do you think that is almost ruining those because like Eternals has fifteen thousand main characters <laughs> where like that almost could be told that story could maybe be told better in a series. I'm wondering if Marvel oh,
1: I honestly I don't think it's ruining it. I do think that Eternals maybe could have been better served as a series though. Yeah. I, I and that's again I have not finished it. No, yet. we'll finish. It, yeah I'll watch it and only finish like it. I think I've seen the first act.
0: Okay. So yeah, like, the first act of the movie I think I've seen I'm it. a giant fan now of the series. like I loved Wandavision. It took it like everybody told me. It took four episodes for me to go. Oh, now I'm in uh, Loki. I loved. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, she Hulk. Yeah,
1: Loki. I loved. She Hulk. I know I mean, I'm gonna Loki like. Loki. I love for obvious reasons. It's like immediately up my alley for all the obvious fucking yes. reasons. Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah. She Hulk. Um, for what? It, trust me, it's gonna be good if you're a Marvel fan. Um, and Hawkeye, I think it'll be good. Um, but I, what
1: I've seen of She Hulk so far looks promising as hell.
0: Yeah. Especially
1: the homage to the original Hulk which is
0: just gorgeous. Okay, I can't Okay, so you're talking about like when she says in the trailer, right? When she says, don't make me angry or whatever? Is that what you're referencing? No,
1: it's not even just
0: that. Oh, just overall. There is literally there is a frame for frame recreation. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Do you know who did that? Who? The the person uh, I'm having Thanksgiving with. Oh. they dumped that on okay. her they dumped that on her and she's like uh like they that's marvel being marvel and she she that was her she told me that night I nerded the f out I'm like no way that's, right that's killer though yeah I mean, it's, it's it's really cool yeah so yeah the shot for shot thing but like there I can't even offline I can't tell you this or I can't tell you anything but there's there's a thing I can't wait to talk to you about when it's exposed um I saw I on the cell phone and I saw the picture and I was like from set, I, I I about screamed like a little girl. Marvel, I oh. think I think Marvel's massively leaning into the series now. Like they're like, all right, we, you know, I'm I'm literally looking at that painting of Captain America hitting Thanos with Mjolnir. They're leaning into those moments now and just hammering the hell out of them in in the in the series I, um, now. Like those those I, nods. I got,
1: I got a I got one that a leak that hit the internet. Last night slash today that I got confirmed by an independent source. Regarding what another Marvel movie.
0: Let's hear it. Hit it. Uh, Spider-Man. Oh, wait. Like, as far as uh, a plot point or a leak or a character or something? Uh Uh-huh. I wonder if I heard it, too. I'm not a big Spider-Man fan. I'm I'm okay. Spoiler alert.
1: Spoilers? Uh,
0: Yeah. uh, What you heard? So... What I heard and saw a
1: picture of is a confirmation of. Let's see, I'm trying to. What can I say that'll be the best way to say it and confirm it without giving it completely away? Okay. Uh, Spider Man No Way Home does, in fact, confirm the multiverse theory with additional spider-men
0: okay i've been assuming that and waiting for it and i've yet to see an image Uh, i've seen photoshopped ones but i
1: nope i uh yeah i saw one i saw one that leaked last like last night and then somebody else that i know that's been loosely associated with the the set sent me a photo that corroborated and i was like oh shit
0: i can't wait i'm curious Oh god, if it's what I think it is, it's the same in- entity that's in She-Hulk. Oh my god. Oh no, I'm seeing a what? Okay, anyway, yeah, so we'll get back to that. We're we're on a tangent. Um this is gonna, yeah, so some nerdum Eternals, ugh, but it's weird. It, it's still Ghostbusters Afterlife was 44 million, which is funny because pre-COVID that would be a, considered a failure. Um Eternals is 11 million. It's so like a 30 th- 30 million discrepancy. So anyway, well, hammering I guess I'll have to finish it. I know. Okay, number three, Clifford the Big Red Dog. Family pictures always do good. King Richard. Denny, Wait, what? Yeah, Clifford the Big Red Dog. That's um, I think Ewan McGregor. It's
1: number what?
0: Three. Uh isn't that with Ewan McGregor? Why? Who is the ma- the human in it? I don't know. <laughs> Oh, this website that
1: movie this. looks so bad.
0: Yeah, but those movies just tap into the family thing and but again, uh, here's the thing is number four is five million dollars. Gross. Number one was forty-four million. So like that is a giant Good drop. Boy, I mean, Dune that's a huge drop. Dune, three million. Okay. Have you seen that by no? The way? I don't have four hours. Okay, look, I think it leaves <laughs> HBO today. Oh, shoot. Ah, I guess I got like four movies I want to watch tonight now, so I'll watch it.
1: Uh, I watched it yesterday for the first time, and I want to talk to you about it because I have some opinions. Okay, we'll do Dune Review. I don't think you're going to be popping.
0: No, we'll do a Dune Review on our next show then. That'll be the thing. So I'll watch that instead of Eternals and instead of... uh, Tonight I won't watch whatever the thing is for our project I need to watch. Um... Oh, one dark. Of those, yeah, so I'll put that off for one night. I'll watch Dune tonight. Uh, I wasn't... See, admittedly, I'm not a giant Dune. Like, it's right up my alley, but I'm not a giant... I'm very ignorant in the Dune universe as far as, like, the original Source stuff, so...
1: I have... Well, I saw the original Dune, like, way back when, and I saw it again when I was, like,
0: 23. Yeah, I haven't seen it since... For a very long time.
1: Um, I re-watched it probably two years ago so i was like okay i'm ready to watch do you need to be fresh
0: up on the old stuff to watch the new one
1: you don't really (laughs) i don't think you do i just think that you need to go into this movie and just remember (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry but I, i truly think it's hilarious that like I, and I I do love his movies, but the director of Dune.
0: Who's the director? Denis Villeneuve. Oh, Vill- okay. Denis
1: Villanue- Villanueva. Villeneuve. Okay. Villanuevo? I I'm sure I screwed that up <laughs> entirely. Um, I love his movies. Okay. But he said, and I'm not over here like, oh, I love Marvel movies. But he was like, Marvel movies are not good. They're not art. Much like Scorsese did, but I'm like, and then there was the internet meme that says, "Like, whatever, dude, you made a remake," which is true,
0: because
1: that's what Dune is. It's a remake. (laughs) It's it's a reimagining. But I've seen Dune. I've seen New Dune, and I have to say, Uh as much as I love every single person in this movie, I do not think that Dune was that
0: good. See, I didn't know this was a remake.
1: Nor did I think that it was
0: better than the original. See, I didn't know this was a remake. I thought this was like a continuation. No. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. Good to know. Alright, well, we'll move, We'll come back to that, so for sure. Uh, number. And the movie is two hours and thirty-five minutes. And I will tell you that my reaction at the end of
1: the movie was quote-unquote <laughs> that's it?
0: Holy God. That's how
1: the movie ends?
0: Oh, I've heard that. All right. God, I don't know if I want to be angry, but all right. Well, yeah, that'll be our homework. Um, That'll be my homework. Uh, We'll probably only do the top 10 because the 10 to 20 are pathetic. Um, Or we just can't talk about them. So number five, uh, I'm sorry, number six, Venom, Let There Be Carnage. I've heard just embarrassing things about it.
1: Oh, man. I watched it the other day.
0: What what an insult to like venom and spider-man fans like, this that should be a guaranteed success like they Did almost you like watch it no but i've heard it's horrible and it's almost like okay. batman versus superman well no that's a good one i love that one it's a bad all example right,
1: all right all
0: right okay
1: you gotta you're gonna have to watch that one and then we can discuss it i don't think it's as bad as everyone's really okay okay it's not great it's not but the great. first
0: one which is weird i didn't think the first one was that great like the novelty made it great but if you take away the novelty of finally we got a Venom movie, it wasn't that great. Like it See, it, it, it still felt
1: I liked it, but because I knew what I was going I knew what I was going Yeah, it's for like going to a Fast first and
0: Furious months. movie. You're like, I know what I'm going in for and I'll enjoy it.
1: And listen, <laughs> coming from a person who like the first Carnage comic that I read was in 3rd grade and I remember vividly because I was in the advanced reading class <laughs> and I got to choose out of the bin on the side of the room. And for whatever reason, somebody had included a Spider-Man comic that featured Venom and Carnage. And it was some violent shit. Yeah. It was the coolest fucking thing I'd ever read. Yeah. Uh, I got a dig into it with the... read s- that the... comic and saw the movie, look, it's not a great movie. Mm. But I did very much enjoy okay. Woody Harrelson's turn as Carnage. I'll watch it. As strange and s- sometimes stupid as it was.
0: Oh, I'm sure he he chewed was up the scenery. Very I'm sure he just chewed the scenery up. Um, yeah, like I I fell in love with Venom and Carnage. Uh, back when there was just like, the Spider-Man cartoon, which is part of the reason I didn't graduate college, is all I did was get oh. back after. I remember specifically God. around three p.m. I'd get back to my dorm room and just watch Spider-Man cartoons. Like I, I didn't do drugs, I didn't drink. So like, if somebody was like stoned and watching Spider-Man cartoons, that'd be a good like a typical image. I was oh stone cold God. sober. I'd come home after A and P, which was typically like the two That's to two fifty. like Christmas. <laughs> Moving on, number seven, No Time to Die. I started watching that last night and fell asleep. So, oh, I'll let that, dude. I I loved it. I think I was exhausted. It wasn't the movie. Um, you got
1: to, Yeah, fuck, give it. A, maybe give I'll it finish that go. tonight,
0: and then start. Doing, it. Is, I got a lot of watching to do.
1: Look, that movie. It's is, a great bookend. I, I, I've heard.
0: It's a great bookend to that. It is, Daniel Craig it chapter. Really is.
1: It. Oh,
0: yeah. Okay. You don't even know. Now, refresh my uh, memory, because I was actually asking Mo about this. I was a little fuzzy on the preview. Like, I know they're referencing that French girl that died drowning. Spoiler. But, like, do you have to be very familiar with the last – what? all the bond all the daniel craig bonds to really appreciate this the one daniel
1: craig bonds have been very faithful to their own continuity so you should <sighs> at the very least yeah. be familiar with the story before you go into
0: it that's the one and thing about this generation it. of bonds. it is worth it. it it this is like the mcu continuity of like paying off in endgame like, yes, uh, I got to watch them all then. Because, yeah, Look, I definitely was not picking up on a lot. This
1: is a person I hated, hated Quantum of Solace.
0: Maybe that's the I one thought I thought it was
1: see. a terrible movie.
0: I might not have seen that one.
1: And still, I think you need to watch it in order to appreciate this final okay. chapter.
0: <sighs> all
1: right. It's very it's all it's good. It was solid. All right, it was very good. I have to start. It yeah. leaves a nice, a nice way to, to end his chapter, to continue the story, to invite new fun characters. It's a great installment. All right,
0: I got distracted.
1: And by it. Anna Armis
0: is the shit in this movie. <laughs> all right, fine. All right, all right. Moving on. Um, oh crap! I hit the wrong button. Uh, no Time to Die, 8, The French Dispatch, I haven't heard of it, 9, Belfast, 10, Ron's Gone Wrong, 11, Spencer. Uh,
1: I haven't seen The French Dispatch. Um, However, I have heard... Oh, no, I do recognize I
0: this. I, look, I recognize the poster.
1: The French Dispatch, I have heard... Uh, the What was the review? The review I heard was, quote-unquote, Wes, An- Wes Anderson out yeah. Wes Anderson's himself.
0: Yes, that's the one I was thinking of. Okay, yeah, that one I need to see then. Um, all right, so if you like Wes Anderson, I definitely do. Um, yeah. Belfast, Ron's Gone Wrong, Spencer Antlers, words I can't even pronounce. Halloween Kills oh, at fifteen.
1: Antlers is that? Antlers is the he. I, I don't think he. I'm not oh, sure yeah, if he yeah. directed, but I, he produced it. Guillermo, uh, yeah, Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo. That's
0: right. Okay, i Yeah, Guillermo del Toro. All right, so
1: that's uh, supposed to be about the. Uh, if I saw I saw an interview with him and I think that's supposed to be a, like a an story about an ancestral creature, uh, the Wendigo.
0: Yeah, that sounds right. This website, I think this that's, show, what but yeah, that's the one. Um, so that one snuck in there last night. So Halloween kills. Great. Absolutely. Uh, two Okay. This rounding out the last top 20. Oh, Hey, what?
1: Sorry. I have to interrupt. Please. Halloween kills. Uh, I have finally seen. And I, a lot of people, I guess, don't think it's a good movie for whatever reason. Or critics don't think. I don't, I don't know. But I have to say, um, because it's connected to us. Yes. Uh, Michael Smallwood, okay. who is an actor who I know and am friends with, who you technically have worked with, he plays dr fuller in our radio play version of the yes okay he is in halloween kills and he is a featured character and a featured kill no in halloween kills and he is a fun addition to the series even if you don't like the movie as a whole he is a fun addition to the story
0: well i've heard it 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 eliminates it ignores all the sequels after the first one right Well, apparently
1: it only deals with anything related to Jamie Lee Curtis. Which
0: is, was she in the sequel at number two?
1: I don't know if she's in number two, but like Halloween H2O, she was in that Oh, yeah, that was weird,
0: yeah. Okay. So we got Halloween Kills, and then last, this is what I was talking about earlier, top 20, Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. Did you see it? I did, recently. I need to... I. I did enjoy it I need it to rewatch it good. but yes I, I I I need to rewatch it to appreciate like I didn't not like it I didn't love it but I think I need to rewatch it too and I think it I'll was like definitely
1: it. not like the lore of the movie itself I don't think I was expecting in general yeah so it took a minute to adjust to but I did appreciate it and I did like that um Well, I suspected because I didn't know when I was watching it. But then I saw like a couple of behind the scenes things. Um, But yeah, the main actor did as much of the stunts himself as possible, which I appreciated. And like I saw some behind the scenes of the whole train fight, which obviously, you know, there's like green screen stage outside. But they were literally inside of a subway train car set where the whole fight is taking place. And he is doing about yeah. 95% of all of the action.
0: Well, I believe... So I was like, well, that's impressive. That's part of the reason he got cast. And the stunt coordinator, he actually just died. He's like 40... He was 47 or something. And he's the only... His, oh, I just forgot his name. Brad Allen, I think, is his name. He was the only American white dude on Jackie Chan's stunt team forever. And so... Uh... He heavily, obviously, I mean, obviously Shang-Chi (laughs) is going to be very Asian martial arts, but if you look at this Brad Allen character, um, any movies he's directed, I'm just brain farting on any of them, you'll, you'll see a through line. But then if you, then if you like go deep into it, you're like, wait, this a white American dude directed this. You would expect it to be, you know, Jackie Chan or something like that. And,
1: uh, well, I also like, you know, the story of the actor, right? Uh,
0: the Shang-Chi himself. No. Yeah. What? Maybe I don't, oh, know. I don't think dude. I do.
1: Um, so, like, part of his, like, whole story that, like, led to this journey is, um, I forget which movie it was. I, don't, I I feel like it might have been one of the Captain America movies or it was one of the Avengers movies. But um, he had, like, a famously viral tweet saying, hey, Marvel, this is cool and all, but how about, like, an Asian American superhero? What?
0: yeah yeah oh and, i want to hate him now but he's so nice <laughs> he's he's
1: like he's the shit this guy's great like, <sighs> he's, he's fucking awesome but like that's part of it is like part of this journey that got him to be this guy be this character is because of that because of him chiming in and having an opinion You're and like it just me. happened to go viral and wow. it was like it's it's yeah it's wild but like you know it's one of those things where you, you think about it and you can be mad about it or envious about it if you want to. But really, I just look at it as one of those things that's like one of us people
0: <sighs> Pulled making it off. a
1: statement and like yeah. landing, landing the gig kind of thing. You know yeah. what I mean?
0: I mean, like I'm looking at his IMDB. Most of it are doubles, stunt doubles, stunt work, um, random one episode thing without a name. Exactly. I mean, I have more credits. So, like, that's awesome, inspiring, depressing, and jealous-inducing all at the same time. You're right. But he's a good—he seems like a good dude. Like, he seems like a nice guy.
1: Yeah. He seems great. He's good in the movie. I find him genuinely enjoyable. I'm like, I'm excited to see what he does next.
0: Yeah. I liked it. It wasn't Marvel shit aside. Yeah. It wasn't Marvel-ish in the fact—like, you had to be a really deep Marvel fan to pick up on a couple nuances. But it wasn't mm-hmm. one of the, it was very non Marvel in that it didn't have like every five seconds you weren't smashed in the face with an Easter egg. They were there, but they weren't as right. Marvel y right. As, exactly. as typical. Um, we're hitting the hour mark. So we're going to wrap up box office. I have a lot of watching homework to do. Um, hey, I don't care. We can keep going. I'm here. <laughs> Mon- Monday is over. That's true where it's where the box office go, all right, so anyway, that was the box office top twenty all right, so it's no surprise, Scott and I get really long winded, but Scott just hit me with some news, um, and since I don't really have news, we already did a news segment. And I'm just itching to use you know audio clips. I just grabbed one that seems somewhat applicable, so this is going to be kind of a Scott has a shout-out he wants to deliver to me. So here is Scott's shout-out now. Shout! Shout! Let it all out! All right. Scott, the floor is yours. Scott has some news and a shout-out or something.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah. So in terms of, I guess, forward progress or uh, mild success... <laughs> Uh, previously on your podcast, the subject of deserted has come up, which mm-hmm. is a script that I wrote, where you had a character. Yes. And we were gonna make the movie ourselves, and then we shot a sizzle reel for it to pitch the movie. Yes. And the progress made on that is that um the script got optioned oh, okay. December 2020. Which means, for anybody that doesn't know that a director or producer bought the rights essentially to make the movie
0: for It's kind a of a lease, of right? Yeah, like they own it yeah, for amount and they have like, to do it in a certain amount of time.
1: Right. They have X amount of time to find funding and get the movie to happen before the rights return back to you, sort of thing. Yeah. Um so somebody got that lease that Option, as it were, and uh, over the last year, they've made great progress, and it looks like filming is going forward Holy in God. February of next year. <gasps> um, it will be shooting on location in Morocco. Oh God! The producer slash director is going to be in LA in December the first week or so, and we're going to have a meeting and discuss and talk about who they have cast, who they've made offers to for the different parts. Oh, but yeah. as I've shared with Jeff, um, the American portion of the cast are pretty well known names. <laughs> uh, um,
0: is it, is it the one you told me about?
1: Uh, yeah.
0: Speaking of scene <laughs> chewing, you're shitty. Yeah. What for Rambler um, for Rambler? For the boss. Oh, okay. The voice of the boss. Okay, gotcha.
1: Right, right. Shows up at the very end. Let's just say an actor, an Academy Award <sighs> nominated slash winning actor, uh, maybe playing a small part in a movie that I wrote. Holy which is God!
0: Who, who is also having a resurgence, which is interesting. Yes. He hasn't gone the yes,
1: way. He certainly. I saw.
0: Is. I saw. I saw initially a fear that he was going the way of Eric Roberts, kind of like you give me a couple hundred dollars and I'll stay, you know, I'll shoot some scenes and right, you can plug it in. Right. That. You can plug it in your movie and say it's an Eric Roberts movie. I was worried he was yes. going that route, which he kind of might be, but he's not. He's got two movies. It sounds
1: like he's 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 gotten the turnaround,
0: yeah. that he needs because they were so goofy they worked in his favor. Like, yep. they actually brought him, yeah, they brought it to, yeah. Okay, continue, sorry. <laughs> American. Oh, yeah,
1: no. Um, I And I know that there were offers made to a couple of very well-known actresses as well. Okay. I don't know what happened with those. I guess I'll find out in the next couple of weeks. But so far, everything looks like it's a green light.
0: Mother of God.
1: Um, and... Uh, I will hear more information about who has said yes to different parts in the next couple of weeks, I guess. And if all things hold solid, then I do get to go to Morocco uh, as a script consultant while they're shooting the movie for however long that is. Wow, which is very, uh, very interesting and surreal and strange.
0: Well, so there you have it. You know, big news. Yeah, big news. that's not small. And congratulations, not just being
1: yes, a podcast yes. And either way, like regardless
0: of how the movie comes out or the experience
1: itself, um, there is a. A significant monetary investment or windfall involved that will be very helpful for <laughs>
0: making movies. Jeff
1: and I's ventures moving <laughs> forward. That's so, awesome! Congratulations!
0: Hey, you know, <laughs> I'm kind of speechless. I'm like honestly speechless. Huh? Well, it's a team effort. Yeah, I got nothing. I, I'll insert some audio here later when I can come up with something, but I am I got nothing other than that. That's awesome. Um, all right. Trying to make some stuff happen. Yes.
1: All right, so... We, uh, we still could do cowboy term or sex term. It's up to you. Oh,
0: you're tempting me. Only saying no because it there's a lot of post for all the little sounds and... I have a slightly early morning, so I'm going to be kind of a party pooper. (laughs) We'll get another, okay, fine, fuck it. So that was Scott's news. (laughs) And now for a segment I lovingly call Cowboy Term or Sex Term. so scott's pretty much just the recurring guest for cowboy term and sex term for those of you who don't know this, this is called cowboy term or sex term i give scott an innocuous phrase or phrase or word or something and he has to tell me if he thinks it's a cowboy term or a sex term before i tell him if he's right or wrong he then has to define said term in in whatever fashion he deems accurate whether it's cowboy term or sex term then we find out if he embarrassed himself for being a pervert or having no sense of imagination depending on what extreme he went after i revealed to him which which it was for example if i say bridal And Scott says "sex term," and then he comes up with some really heinous, crude definition of what a bridle is. And I'm like, "No, it's just a leather strap you put on a horse's head." We it shows the inner workings of Scott's perverse brain. So it's basically baiting him. Um, And the way you know if if it's a cowboy, no matter what Scott says, um, when I tell you if he's right or wrong at at the end of his definition, I will you will hear this term, this sound, if it is a cowboy term. And so that was a nice little yee-haw. And if it's a sex term, you're going to hear one of the best video games ever. I'm bringing sexy back. Duke, mother, love, and nuke if it's a sex term. So without further ado, I'm winging it, but I have the page up. We're going to play cowboy term or sex term. So number one, Scott. (laughs) Right off the bat. We're off to a good start. Number one, cowboy term or sex term bone orchard Wait what bone b o n e space orchard like an apple orchard A bone orchard <laughs> <laughs> You asked for it uh,
1: Yeah I guess I did <laughs> Uh it sounds funny but uh <laughs> Man, I'm not sure.
0: I'm gonna go with cowboy term. All right, and your guest definition.
1: My my definition is gonna be bone orchard. <laughs> maybe it's just exactly what it sounds like—an orchard of bones,
0: okay. cow
1: um, bones.
0: All right. Maybe maybe it's the a term for the desert. Okay. Um, so he says it's a cowboy term and, oh, and I didn't say this in the description. The right or wrong is just if it gets cowboy term or sex term, the definition is just more for our enjoyment. So cowboy term or sex term for bone orchard and it is a cowboy term. He was right. Bone bone orchard, a graveyard or cemetery. So pretty strong. Yeah. You were pretty accurate too. So moving on cowboy term or sex term. Come on, man. (laughs) All right. Oh, God, that's horrible. I pretty much gave away what I was looking at, though. Um, Okay. (laughs) Cowboy term or sex term number two. Uh, Will die standing up. Four words. Will die standing up. Cowboy term or sex term
1: oh i'm gonna go cowboy term 100 percent. okay and i'm gonna say (laughs) will die standing up means like i'll die on the job or i'll die doing what i like
0: am born to do kind of thing okay
1: or i'm gonna die the way i lived or something like that
0: so he says cowboy term and is it cowboy term or sex term (laughs) he is right cowboy term Will will die standing up to be, and you're pretty accurate to, to be or act brave. All right. Okay. Okay. You're there. And let's do number three. So we'll do two out of three or three out of three at this rate. Um, <laughs> so many good ones on both. All right. Uh, the the wobbling jaw. Oh boy. Wobbling w o b b l i n uh, apostrophe space jaw j w wobbling jaw.
1: Wobbling jaw. <laughs> uh, I I want to say sex term just on principle. Uh, yep. Yep. <laughs> um. Yeah. I might be wrong in this instance, <laughs> but I'm going to go with sex term. Okay. <laughs> and I'm going to say that it is related to... Oh,
0: uh, uh, Interruption. <laughs> I meant to say this in the opening. Um, He has to also keep it PG-13, so that means he has to dance around it too, which is even more fun.
1: Yeah. Um. Let's go with... <laughs> uh someone who is fallacious <laughs> um but has like a very specific technique about it okay <laughs> Okay uh, I could also be called this is probably bad. A chicken head. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's yeah, that's that's all I'm going to That's say. all you can
0: dance around. All right, so wobbling jaw, cowboy term or sex term and it is a Yeah-ha! Cowboy term. <laughs> Damn it. I know. Uh wobbling jaw when someone talks or is talking too much. I hate you well, with three out of three. I
1: guess that figures.
0: Yeah. I uh the sex term website I picked um, got pretty obvious. <laughs> like, I see. They were not I, I need to get a better one. These were not um I mean I got like Fluffer, Hentai, Merkin, Money Shot, Roman Showers. I mean, those are pretty obvious. Yeah, I I, I can't find my old, my old original one. Oh, I just okay. Bonus. I mean, it's obvious what it is, but a veggie scene. This is a funny play on words. Just define what it's Wait, a sex what? term. Veggie scene. V e g g i e space scene, like veg- vegetarian, vegetable. It's a funny play on words. It's obviously obviously a sex term, but what do you think? Uh, <laughs> what do you think the definition is? Oh God. <laughs> it's pretty uh, clever. I got to give it give it massive credit.
1: Veggie scene?
0: Yeah, it's a scene. A veggie scene. Like S. Yeah, like a, a movie. Yeah, like a, a movie. Veggie scene. So I'd be like saying a fight scene. So this is a veggie scene.
1: Right. Here's a hint
0: it's not a cucumber. It has literally nothing to do with vegetables. It's it's nothing. Is
1: like it, that. wait, is it like a tossing the salad thing?
0: Okay, you're in the right headspace as far as like play on words. Um but yeah. Oh my god. It's an all girl scene, no meat. <laughs> oh boy. <sighs> so you weren't uh... far off in the wordplay. play. Ugh. All right, and on that note, that rounds up our and twenty one minutes with cowboy term and sex term. Scott gets three out of three, hundred percent. Uh no, two out of three. I pumped. Two in. out of three. Yeah. So still he's he's a winner. And that was cowboy term or sex term. All right. And now you get what you pay for. Well, actually, no, you get way more than you pay for. If I do an hour and a half show, <laughs> that was land of boz for Monday, November 22nd. Uh, I should have this edited November 22nd within the next hour. Scott Segrin co-hosting my filmmaking partner in crime and all the above. Thanks buddy. Appreciate Yo. it. Sorry for the, uh, yeah, Absolutely. O- sorry for all the oral the oral accidents on my part. It was my first time with this stuff.
1: <laughs> eh,
0: it is what it is. Yes. So, on that note, thank you, Scott. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Oh, it shows you how long I haven't done this show. I actually got to look at my notes for what I'm supposed to say when I say goodbye. Oh, okay. And here's the hold music. It's the hold music. Hold music. All right, and so that now we're back. That was the land of Oz, uh, all free all the time. There, that there are no more tiers on Patreon um, because I was so inconsistent. I just felt wrong requiring anything. Um, I most of the time I catch the auto deduct, so nobody's paying. If I screwed up, that's an error on me. Patreon doesn't let me cancel your subscription; it just makes me pause it every month. So, land of Oz is free on all things Spotify, iTunes. But um, those who are subscribing or throwing some bones my way, please know it means a lot. It actually helps Scott and I make movies and occasionally pay bills. So um, I always say you are the customer. Scott, in this case, is an employee with me. Uh, if it's just the show with me, I'm the employee. And however you want it, I try to make this show for you. I listen to it only to edit it, not to listen to my own voice. So all of your subscriptions, whatever you throw our way, means a lot to us. Uh, we make make movies with it. Um, Patreon, nobody goes to, but you can find it on Line of Boss on iTunes, Line of Boss on Spotify. Share with your friends and rate, review, blah, blah, blah. And other than that, I will say real quick before my little outro, Scott again, thank you so much.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> can I say one thing before we Please, go? Please,
0: go. Let's hear it. Yes, uh,
1: general listening audience here to Jeff's podcast. We would love it. I don't care if you listen to any other of the episodes that I've recorded, but head over to Scott's Movie Pod nice. on iTunes or Spotify Yes, so that you can listen to the first episode of the Deep Radio Play podcast Yes, and let us know what you think about it. And whether or not we should get a live action recreation,
0: yes, because that would help us sell that to the people who make shit happen. <laughs> yes, very true. Uh, yeah, Scott is a genius. He has a project he wrote, um, and he actually turned it into essentially a radio play. Um, and it and audio, sound effects, music—it's it's it's brilliant. Uh, it's like an audio book on steroids. Um, and that if actually you like
1: space and you like horror and yes. you like the ocean. And let's say, uh, what is that? Uh, arcane horrors? Like each Lovecraft. love crap. Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. Kind of the alien. If that's up
1: your alley. You should check this yes. out. I think you'll
0: enjoy Perfect. I'm glad you thought of that. So with that being said, um, that's it. Go to iTunes, rate review, go and, and bleep, I screwed up. I'm not good at my own show, but thank you so much for this. In the meantime, go forth, conquer, kick ass, be relentless. Adios. And remember,
1: everything you want is on the other side of fear.